St. John. I know that uh, one of these days we'll we'll finally roll back in and finish up uh, the Book of Romans. I just got something else on my heart this part this evening, but uh, we'll get into that here in just a few minutes. We do want to go to the Lord in prayer uh, before we move forward with uh, the service this evening. So um, <clears throat> let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this privilege, honor, and opportunity, God. Uh, to bow before thee, God. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for thy precious word. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. God, we're so undeserving and unworthy, God, of anything that you would give to us. And we pray, Heavenly Father, tonight, God, you touch uh, these lips of clay, God, uh, touch our heart, uh, revelate our hearts and our minds, God, that we'd be able to speak uh, that and only that, <clears throat> that would be right, uh, needful, and edifying for thy church tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your precious word. We pray again tonight, God, as we open thy word, God, that you would take it, God, that you would revelate it, God, that we would be able to uh, rightly divide it and discern it, uh, God, that we might uh, leave changed and different, uh, God, than we presently and currently are. Father, thank you, Lord, for your love, for your mercy. We pray, God, uh, now that you would uh, bless as we go forward in the service tonight. God, we thank you, Heavenly Father, uh, for loving us when we were unlovable. Thank you, Lord, for your uh, Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and in, in, in and through him we have uh, hope and we have mercy we have grace and we have eternal life thank you god uh bless tonight uh, and god will thank you and we'll praise you god for what you do if we ask it in jesus name amen <clears throat> we appreciate uh like we said uh, once again the opportunity to be back with you uh tonight and um, uh, hang on one second i gotta make sure that i got my audio running over here on the side and i do all right, <clears throat> this is what I want to do tonight. Uh, it's been a busy day today, um, and we haven't had, uh, uh, I didn't even go change shirts, so my apologies, but uh, uh, we're running this out of my basement tonight, and uh, so I want to make sure, and I think the volume's up <clears throat> and good. I think everything is good to go, so uh, we're hoping that we are, and uh, uh, I've been trying to do this uh, on my laptop instead of on my phone, which does seem to work a little bit better, but I can't follow the comments. So if you're posting anything or telling me you can see me, you can't see me, or can hear me, you can't, I don't know it. Um, <clears throat> nevertheless, we'll dive into this tonight. Um, I've got something that's <clears throat> really been pressing on my heart, and um, I want to do my best to share it with you tonight. I don't know how long or how short that uh, the time will be that will keep you. Uh, but I do, like I said, if you have your Bibles and you want to turn with us, we'll be in St. John. <clears throat> we'll be in the first, the third, and the sixth chapter. Gospel according to St. John, the first, third, and the sixth chapter. Uh, and then we got something we want to uh, discuss here for just a few minutes. And uh, uh, hang on, I want to make sure I don't believe this is right. All right, we're just going to roll on with it. St. John chapter number one. So you pray for us tonight. <clears throat> and uh, um, we've got a little uh, uh, we've got a little group of us. We like to study the Word of God together, just a group of preachers. And uh, we're, we're thankful for them. And uh, we've got a text form that we have amongst us. And if we've got a question or something like that, we'll fire something off. And we just had uh started a, con a, a, a conversation about something and <clears throat> i had something written down in my notes that i responded back today 
and uh, I'd already had a thought uh, generally about something else previously, and um, and I want to uh, talk about this for just a few minutes here tonight because I believe that, uh, and I say this uh, earnestly and fervently and as patiently as I, as I possibly can, I believe that the church, I believe that God's people are at a crossroads right now, <clears throat> and we need not forget uh, some important aspects that uh, God requires of us. So, uh, <clears throat> St. John chapter number 1, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, it's a beautiful and wonderful passage of Scripture, uh, but I'm going to read the first 13 verses right here. Uh, verse number 1 and 2, some of my favorite Scripture. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, without Him uh, was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. The world was made by him, The world uh, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him... To them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And that's what we want to talk about here for just a few minutes uh, <clears throat> tonight. And um, I hope that we treat the word of God with uh, respect and dignity, and I hope that we rightly divide what the word of God says. But we were uh, having a, conf- a conversation amongst ourselves, and we were talking about depravity, and we've been uh, researching and studying our way through the book of Romans, and we talk about uh, the depravity of man, and, and the Bible teaches us about what depravity is, uh, and Romans gives us the be- best explanation of what depravity is. It's uh, Romans 3.10, we see where it says, there's none righteous, no, not one. Verse 11, the Bible says, for there's none that seeketh after of God. Uh, verse 23 of the third chapter says, for all, uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is everlasting life through our uh, Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and we just see uh, the reverberation as we work our way uh, through the book of Romans. And, and that's what Paul was uh, trying to contrast. He was trying to draw uh, about the uh, about the uh, about man's wicked, vile sin and his propensity of sin. Uh, and how great and how vast it is uh, in contrast to the grace of God. Uh, And and as we begin to draw those parallels, and and this is something that I had written down in my notes, and this is what I want to focus on here for just a few minutes tonight. Because, uh, listen, I believe we as the church, we need to uh, start addressing this. Uh, Listen, as earnestly as we po- uh, possibly can. But listen, uh, I, I, it's written like this. It says, depravity, may, uh, depravity means that we can't initiate. Uh, and this is uh, in relation to, to salvation and being saved. Depravity means that we cannot initiate. And friends, listen, we need to understand something tonight. We uh, ourselves, in and of ourselves, we don't have the capacity. Uh, we don't have the ability uh, to redeem ourselves. We cannot redeem ourselves. We are sinful, fallen creatures. Listen, the Bible tells us, we go to Revelation chapter number 5, the Bible tells us, he said, I seen him that sat upon the throne, and he that sat upon the throne had a book sealed within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And the scripture says, 
I listened, he said, I, John, I listened, he said, I began to weep much because there was none worthy to open the book, neither to loose the seven seals thereof. And the scripture tells us that the heavens were searched, the earth was searched, beneath the earth was searched. John begins to weep uh, at this, at what had transpired. He's seen that there was no hope, uh, there was no provision, and there was absolutely no person, nobody uh, that could fulfill or sustain the redeeming price and cost that would be necessary and required uh, for the redemption price for us to be saved, uh, for us to know what it is to be free and liberated. The Bible tells us that Jesus spoke to us and he said, if you are, uh, if you are free or, or if you are free, then you are free indeed. If you're in Christ, you are free and then you are free indeed. And so, friends, listen, we see uh, this, uh, this compounding right here. And this is what I want to study on here for just a few minutes uh, tonight. Because, listen, I believe this, that, uh, that the church today, the, the next portion of this is what I want you to hear. It says, depravity means that we cannot initiate. So, friends, listen, I just want to reiterate one more time. That means that we can't prompt anything of ourselves. We can't bring anything upon ourselves. We can't uh, act upon anything of our, own, of our own selves or own accord. It takes the uh, moving, touching, and unction of God himself. Listen, so we can't initiate, we can't attain, or be the source of our own salvation. And friends, tonight, listen, I want you to hear me uh, loudly, clearly, and plainly when I say this tonight. Francis, and there's nothing that we do, we can do to cultivate this. And that's what John was talking about, John the Revelator, uh, when he wrote over there in the fifth chapter of the book of Revelation. And he was, he said, well, he said, Lord, uh, and, and, uh, hey, hey, the Bible tells us in the fourth chapter that he was caught up into heaven. Friends, listen, I just want to say this. This is not a jab. He wasn't talking to the church. He wasn't talking to the bride. He was talking to John. And he called John up and he showed John this revelation. And John said when he got there and he seen this, he seen God sitting on the throne. He seen him with a book. Uh, uh, listen, and in that book, listen, if we read on uh, further in the book of Revelation, that's not what we're here to talk about tonight, but we read on in the book of Revelation, we'll find where we're, uh, as he begins to open that book and he begins to, uh, listen, open the seals. But the Bible tells us, uh, listen, that they searched the heavens, they searched the earth, they searched beneath the, the earth. And the Bible says that there was none found worthy to open the book, neither to loose the seven seals thereof. And the Bible says that John, in seeing this, but that he began to weep much. Why did he begin to weep much? Because, uh, listen, what John had effectively saw was that the wrath... Uh, and the tribulation and all things that are unholy, unrighteous, and abominable toward man. Uh, listen, and he's seen God's plan, and he's seen man in God's plan, and without a Redeemer, we are hopeless and we are helpless. So the Bible tells us that this is what John began to weep over. John was weeping over the fact that there was no Redeemer, that there was nobody nowhere that had no access uh, to the Father. So the Bible tells us this, and listen, I'm going to read this to you uh, instead of quoting it to you because this is uh, some important scripture. But in Revelation chapter number 5, and I'll get there in just a second. Forgive me, I should have turned over here in the, in, in the outstar. <clears throat> Let me find this right here. Okay, Revelation chapter 5. Uh <clears throat> Who is worthy to open the book and loose the seven seals thereof? No man in heaven nor on earth, neither, all, uh, uh, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And, and John says this in verse number four of chapter five. He says, And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open the book and to read the book, neither to look thereon. 
And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Uh, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals, there, uh, seven seals thereof. And I love verse 6. The scripture says, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, set forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of, the, of him that sat upon the throne. Friends, listen, uh, so what do you, why are we saying this and why are we reading this? Because we need to understand, friends, listen, we need to understand that it requires an unction. It requires a redeemer. I, I'm friends, and we're going to get to this here in just a few minutes, <clears throat> and I promise I'm going somewhere. But friends, uh, the, the reason I wanted to bring this up, so this right here says that depravity means that we cannot initiate, attain, or be the source of uh, of our own salvation. And that's not the end of it. I'm going to read uh, a few more things here in just a few minutes. Uh, but friends, we need to understand this. And I've made mention of this uh, in several conversations over the last few days. Uh, and I want to make it again here tonight. Uh, friends, listen, when we talk and we look and we access uh, the disparity, the division, the apprehension that is taking place amongst God's church and in the middle of God's bride. Uh, listen, I see this. I hope you can see this. Friends, listen, uh, as we're looking around to the left, to the right, before and behind, and we are seeing what is transpiring before our face. We see what is happening. We we can hear what is happening. We see uh, all the social unrest. We see the uh, socioeconomic divide as it begins to grow. Uh, listen, we see the left and the right. They are being divided. Uh, and listen, I've been harping and preaching on this for the last three or four weeks. I know that. But listen, I just cannot get this off my heart. And I want the church to hear. Uh, listen, what God is speaking to my heart. And I hope that he speaks to your heart. Uh, listen, with the same burden and the same desire because uh, friends listen as we are coming into this listen we we spend all of our time uh, listen uh, and we we we're, we're, listen we are fighting among each other there's more division in the church today listen i believe than i probably uh, ever seen Listen, and, and listen, we're not even divided over doctrine. We're not even divided over doctrinal issues anymore. We're divided over uh, whether uh, uh, whether we should wear masks or whether we shouldn't, or whether we should go to the football game or whether we shouldn't, or whether the kids should go to school or whether they shouldn't, uh, whether we should meet in the church or in the parking lot. Should the choir sing? Should the choir not sing? Should we sing class songs? Should we not? Friends, listen to me. We're not even talking about deep theological issues that have impact. Impactful uh, meaning and benefit uh, to the broader church as a whole. No, we're fighting over the minuscule things. And the only thing that we're doing is we're dividing ourselves. And when we divide ourselves, listen, the Bible tells Jesus told us this. He said, a house divided will not stand. Uh, friends, listen, it's time that we must, and, and I've said this, and this is my main thought, my main topic uh, for tonight. Friends, listen, uh, the world the nation, the government has has not taken anything from us. Now, friends, listen, we might be talking about civil liberties and how things have changed and how things have evolved. Uh, listen to what potentially might happen. Uh, friends, listen, I'm not here to negotiate. Uh, listen, all that. I'm talking about on the church perspective uh, from, from you personally. Uh, listen, as a personal relationship that you have reflected with the Lord Jesus Christ, nothing has been taken from you. You know what Jesus said? He said, 
said, whatsoever is bound on the earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever is loosed on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. So the Bible tells us, he said, if you will, I will. I, friends, listen, we need to understand. He said, be ye holy because I am holy. There is a requirement. There is a satisfaction. There is a service that is required. Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2, he said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. Be ye not conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Friends, listen, we, we should, the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. The scripture tells us to study, uh, to show ourselves approved. And friends, listen, I want us to understand. Uh, listen, uh, when, when we get pressed into a corner and things are taken out of the normal, this is what I see. Uh, friends, listen, there's nothing been taken from us. This is what is so concerning to me as a pastor, as a pastor speaking to the broader global church. Uh, Francis, listen, we have not lost anything, but we have surrendered it. And that is what is problematic from my side. Uh, Francis, listen, when you surrender the Spirit of God, that's when I begin to take notice, and that's when I begin to take issue. Friends, listen, I'm talking about, friends, listen, there has to be engagement. There has to be response. I don't care if we're doing it inside or out. There has to be a response. Friends, listen, I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Friends, listen, uh, 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 the, the Georgia Baptist Association, they've uh, published an oracle, and I believe it was Georgia Baptist, I'm not sure, but I read it a few weeks ago, uh, and it said that it took 12 weeks, 12 weeks Keep that in mind. Right, listen, when the church went dormant, when we were forced out of the doors, right, listen, when we shut everything down, and I listen, I will say this. I'm thankful for Timber Ridge and the fact and the regard. Right, listen, that we never shut down. We've never closed the doors. Amen. We may not have been inside, but we've always constantly main, been maintaining service for those that can and will come. Right, friends, listen to me. Right, and listen, that's what I want. We've got to start taking advantage of the positive that God has given us. Friends, listen, I'm not here to argue or bring into contention what's right and what's wrong or what you think and what you think. I'm not here to discuss those things. What I'm here to talk about and what I'm here to address tonight uh, is the fact that the church, when I see in the church, I didn't even finish this. The article said it took 12 weeks, 12 weeks. Once the church disappeared in March, it took 12 weeks March, April, and May. By the time we had reached the month of June, it took 12 weeks for over 50% of regular church attenders uh, to quit. And that was going uh, in person, drive-in, or online. They had, they had just surrendered. And friends, listen to me. I'm here to tell you uh, tonight, Francis, we need to understand, we need to remember there's nothing been taken from us, but we are surrendering the Spirit of God. We are surrendering uh, things to the enemy. We are surrendering things to this world, and we're so divided and so divisive that we can't even see it. But, friends, listen, it's time that we come together. And this is why I wanted to preach on this tonight. Because we can't initiate or we can't attain uh, or we can't be the source of our own salvation. But you know what we can do? We can receive it. So we can't uh, initiate it, we can't attain it, and we can't be the source, but we can receive it. You know how we receive it? 
You know how we receive salvation. You know how we receive blessing. You know how we receive counsel, wisdom, or instruction. Uh, Friends, listen, we cannot surrender. But friends today, listen, people today have surrendered. They have surrendered the Spirit of God to the world. And in surrendering the Spirit of God to the world, uh, we see the dormancy of the church. Friends, listen, hey, we, uh, I, I tell you, I long to hear the days. When we can hear the good choir singing and class singing, and I thank God, I want to say this, and I've said this publicly before, but I thank God for our choir leader, song leader, Brother Kip Miller. Friend, he's been faithfully stood with me and beside me. We've had others that have come in and sang specials, but Kip has been, he's been there through thick and thin, high and low. Friends, listen, he'll sing. Listen, he'll get the service initiated. Friends, listen to me. We need to understand today that, listen, there's nobody telling you that you can't. Uh, you've simply you have simply surrendered yourself into believing that you cannot Uh, but friends listen it's going to take us becoming engaged uh, listen, if we want revival, you got to invest. Uh, listen, if we want to see God move in the midst of our churches, we've got to make an investment because we cannot initiate it. Uh, we cannot attain it. Uh, listen, and we are not the source of it. So if we can't attain, uh, if we can't initiate, and if we are not the own source, then friends, listen, we have to surrender and to submit uh, to the higher power, which is our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the prince, he is the husbandman, and he is the head of the church. And friends, listen, if we want to see ourselves robbed. Listen, I believe this and I'll say this. Listen, the church has been forever more changed. I believe that. There's no doubt about this. I said this. Many other people have made this declaration. I I believe this. Listen, the church will never be the same uh, anymore. But I'm going to tell you something, friends. Listen, uh, we can be like the children of Israel were and weep about what the uh, tabernacle and the temple once was, or we can get busy. uh, Listen, just like Nehemiah did, and get busy rebuilding. Friends, listen, I believe friends today, uh, and I've said this, and I want to reiterate this as well. And I'll get on with the message here in just a few minutes. I'm not going to keep you a whole lot longer tonight, I promise. Uh, friends, listen, we can get to this point uh, where we say that uh, uh, we've gone as far as we can go. We can do all that. Uh, listen, I, I can't do more. no more. Uh, people have told me that I can't. Listen, there's nobody told anybody that you can't do anything. You just surrendered it. That's problematic, church. That's problematic. Friends, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm glad... Uh, listen, I'm glad that God has called us, give us utterance, give us, uh, listen, a move and a touch of the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, I want to keep pressing on and keep moving forward for the kingdom of God. Now, friends, listen, I understand that this message tonight may seem combative and a lot of people will probably be offended. I, listen, but I'm going to tell you, I've been preaching for 20 years and I think that's all I've done for the last 20 years. The gospel is offensive. Uh, friends, listen, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just trying to people to understand where they are and how volatile they are right now and what a dangerous situation that we are in and that we as the bride of Christ, the ordained, redeemed, blood-bought, sanctified, washed in the blood of uh, Jesus, redeemed bride, that we need to understand that we possess the power. Uh, Listen, that we possess the authority within ourselves. Uh, Friends, listen, to submit ourselves unto the Lord Jesus Christ and not surrender to the world. Listen to it. Nothing's been taken from you. You have given up. 
It's time to take it back. Amen. It's time to take it back. It's time to take it back. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. The church today, uh, listen, I've said this, and I've said this, and I've said this. Listen, I'm telling you, what happens in the courthouse is a byproduct of what has taken place already in the church house. Listen, we see our uh, socioeconomic condition. We see the political climate. We see the left. We see the right. We see uh, we see the cesspool and that we have uh, just in general. Friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. The reason that it got there is because the house of God has surrendered herself. Friends, listen to me. I'm telling you, uh, uh, my, uh, my brother, uh, Brother Shannon Westbrook, he preached this on Sunday morning. We talked about it this morning. Uh, listen, uh, judgment must first be begin at the house of God. Amen. Listen, he said, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? Friends, listen to me. I'm telling you something, friends. It's time that we get to work, that we get busy. Listen, God's church will never diminish. She will never vanish. She will never go away. I'm telling you something. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back, but I know this. There will be a remnant. There will be those who are are sold out for the cause of Christ and they want to see lost people saved. And that's what I'm calling and bringing to attention this morning or this evening, friends. I want the redeemed children of God that have truly been saved by the grace of God. I'm telling you something. It's time that you get your Bible out. It's time that you knock the dust off your Bible. It's time that you wear your knees out a little bit, friends. Listen, hey, it's time that we grab hold of the horns of the altar. I listen, friends, and say, I'm not turning loose until you bless me and until you hear me. Friends, listen, I tell you, it's time that we understand that we must go to him who has given because we can't do it ourselves. People keep trying to do it ourselves. We, 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 We continually keep trying to do it ourselves we cannot do it ourselves if people try and save themselves they're going to hell you can't do it you can't initiate it you can't be the source of it we can't attain it but we can receive it and listen that's what i want to preach on uh, here for just a few minutes now the bible tells us as we read here in saint john in the gospel according to saint john <clears throat> we see what the bible says in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god the same was in the beginning with god we see that this was the incarnation of the second person of the trinity the bible tells us in verse three four and five he said all things were made by him without him there's nothing made that is made uh, friends listen uh, christ the lord jesus christ the second person of the trinity the emmanuel the son of god the bright in the morning star uh, friends listen he has existed in eternity past he was not created uh, listen he is the eternal begotten and friends listen I'm glad today that all things uh, listen the Bible tells us in Acts 17 28 for in him all things live and move and have uh, all of us we all have our we all live and move and have our being that's where we possess uh, and we don't have it within of ourselves it is provided to us through our Savior so the Bible says in him we have life. In the Lord Jesus we have life. Listen, he said there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Verse 6, this is talking about John the Baptist. He said, this came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Amen. He came preaching. Uh, listen, uh, hey, eating locusts, uh, listen, uh, locusts and wild honey. Uh, friends, he came out of the wilderness of preaching repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, friends, listen to me. I'm telling you something. Uh, it's time that we, the church, that we understand. It's time that we take a dose of strong 
wrong medicine and we understand the stage and the state and the time that we are currently presently living in and make a decision within ourselves where will we stand what will we do what investment can we make now for those coming along behind us friends listen are we going to make sure that there is a place for your grandchildren and for your great grandchildren and for those that are false and seeds who have not even listen been conceived yet are we going to make an investment to make sure listen brother Cody Riley said this the other night I believe he said it during revival and he said it to me on the phone the other day he said I ain't got time to mess around friends listen I'm telling you something we don't have time he said redeem the time redeem the day redeem the hour he said for today is the day of salvation what are you waiting for it's time that we possess it but friends listen I'm telling you the longer that we sit back the longer we sit back the longer we sit back and we have division divisiveness but among us uh, friends listen the, the longer that we let that seed uh, uh, listen the, the longer we let that seed set uh, and percolate and and reach equilibrium within the ground, friends, listen, it'll begin to take root and grow, and friends, listen, this is the stage, it's time, and I'm begging you, I am absolutely, I want you to hear my heart tonight, I am begging you that are saved by the grace of God, hear the gospel cry, hear that he wants you, hear, listen, I don't care if anybody else ain't singing, sing, if nobody else is preaching, preach. If nobody else is praying, pray. Friends, listen, we've got to stop casting accusations of what everybody else is not doing or what they are doing. We are not everybody else. We are who we are. Friends, listen, and if we're going to be a part of a local assembly and a local body, listen, we are who we are. We need to come together, not apart, that the Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified because we can't do it ourselves, but we can run to him who can. But so the Bible tells us, he was not that light, verse 8, he was not that light, was sent to, uh, but was sent to bear witness of that light. And this is talking about John the Baptist yet once again. He said, that was the true light, which lighteth every man which cometh unto the world. He was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Now listen, uh, verse 11 through 13, and I'm going to move on. It says, he came to his own, his own received him not, but as many as received him... Okay, so listen, now we need to back up and talk about this just briefly. Uh, briefly, in verse number 11, he came to his own and his own received not. This is talking about the na- national ethnic Jew of this day and time in the New Testament gospel. Listen, he came to his own. He was born of his own. He came to his own, but they rejected him. They were cold-hearted. Their, wa- their, their heart had been had grown wax. I pranced <laughs> Uh, Listen, it's my heart's desire today that we would be able to see and understand where we are personally. And I'm going to tell you something, friends. Listen, for us to understand where we are personally, we're going to have to get past some things within ourselves. Listen, you may have problems problems with me. Uh, Listen, I'm going to tell you something. As far as I know, I ain't got a problem with anybody. So, friends, listen, I I want you to hear my heart tonight. Listen, it's time that we address these things internally. He came to his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to, get, to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So, friends, listen. But as many, uh, but as many as received him, now you hear me? We can't initiate, we can't attain, because we are not the source. We can't do that. But friends, listen to me. 
That's the way we're made. In Ephesians chapter number two, the Bible tells us that uh, that we have this nature of sin. We have this sin nature and we are the children of wrath. Why do we have this? Why do we possess this? Because it's innate to us. Because we are depraved. Because, uh, listen, we have wretchedly, wickedly, and abominably sinned against God. Uh, and because of that, uh, friends, listen to me, it has created uh, a state of depravity within us. But, friends, listen, that depravity uh, has not rendered us incapacitated. You see, uh, friends, listen to me. Uh, it, uh, uh, just because we are inundated, uh, and I do mean that, because we are inundated with sin and overcome, uh, listen, and because the propensity and, uh, listen, the inclination of sin is so vast and so great, that does not mean that when the Father calls, when the gospel comes, that we cannot respond. But see, that's the problem, is we've surrendered the response. We've surrendered the response. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now listen, this is the most uh, famous and quoted verse uh, in the word of God. Chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world. That word, world, is a Greek word, cosmos. That means the first, the second, and the third heaven. For God so loved the agape, as we preached on last, Sunday, or last Wednesday. The agape love, the selfless, undeniable love. For uh, uh, Listen, for God, Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh so agape that, listen, his universal, impeccable, uh, listen, unsurmountable, uh, boundless and endless love that he loved the world, the first, the second, the third, the heavens, and, and all the creation that was possessed and, and contained in it, that he gave, he surrendered his only begotten son. That's where we find the eternal begotten, the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have or possess ever everlasting life. But friends, listen to me. That's not something that we get. That's not something that we obtain. We can't obtain that. We can't initiate that. Uh, friends, listen, that's what people need to realize and understand today. Uh, listen, we have the creation which groans uh, for the soul, uh, listen, for the soul of man. We have the cross of Calvary. Uh, listen, it cries for the soul of man. We have the word of God. Uh, listen, uh, and it is trumpeted all across this land, desiring the soul of man. Uh, we have the spirit of God that woos people, that draws people. We have this wonderful gospel. Amen. The word of God, as we've already said in Romans chapter 1 and verse number 16, the Bible said, for the word of God is, uh, uh, listen, uh, for the word of of God is the power. It's the power of God unto salvation. Acts 4.12, it said it is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to divide the sunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, as a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. I love this. In verse 17, the Bible says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You see, that was the purpose and the mission of Christ. It wasn't to, uh, listen, it wasn't to come in to condemn people. It wasn't to send them to hell. It wasn't to separate them, but it was rather yet to draw all men nigh unto to him. That was the purpose and the intentionality of the cross of Calvary. 
but the world uh, through him might be saved. That's what his mission and his purpose is. Anybody that says that Christ came for any other reason, uh, listen, is a, is a fool. In verse 18, the Bible says, He that believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And I want to say this, friends. Listen. Uh, the cross of Calvary and the price and the cost of atonement and redemption that was surrendered that day at Calvary was sufficient for all men. Uh, and when I say all, I mean all without exception. Uh, listen, that is every race, creed, color, man, woman, boy, girl. Uh, friends, listen, that was everything, everybody, everywhere. Not only was it limited to humanity, it was also for this world, for this earth. Friends, listen to me. Uh, listen, when he created and he finished, listen, he said everything was very good. The imago day of man. Uh, listen, we are image bearers of Christ. Uh, and of God, friends, listen, we, uh, uh, we are uh, to distribute and, uh, and be a light to this world. But friends, listen, we need to understand that all things, uh, that the cross of Calvary, uh, listen, a lot of people say, well, you sound like a heretic preacher. Uh, listen, the cross of Calvary was for much more than just man. The cross of Calvary, uh, friends, listen, what sin touched in the garden was more than humanity. Sin touched the ground, the trees the birds, the plows, it touched everything that God had created. So at the cross of Calvary, when he redeemed sin, he redeemed more than humanity. He redeemed the world, the cosmos. He redeemed it all. Thank God that he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Amen. Uh, friends, listen, uh, he, he, he had a conversation with David one time. David I begged God, and I'll be done in just a few minutes. David begged God, and he said, God, all I want to do is build you a tabernacle. I want to build you a place where you can dwell. Uh, and, and, and God spoke to David and said, David, what would you build me? He said, for heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. But I'm glad... I, friends, listen, I'm glad. I, I know there's a lot of people probably think I'm a crazy lunatic, but I'm glad, friends, listen. But I'm glad that I'm going to a place... Well, there's no more sin, no sorrow, no death, no crying, no sorrow, no pain. He said, for the former things have passed away, and behold, I have made all things new. I'm glad that there's going to be a new heaven. I'm glad that there's going to be a new earth, because all things have been ransomed and redeemed and paid for. I, friends, listen to me. I'm glad that we're going to be uh, possessors of those things. I'm glad that we're going to be able to enjoy those things. I'm glad that that's what being saved is about. Thank God. Amen. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Right? He that believeth not is condemned already. That talks about the universality uh, of, of the atonement of our Savior that was given to us, shed for us on the cross of Calvary. It is universal. It's all-inclusive. And listen, you're condemned because you believe not. You're condemned because you believe not. That is the equation of the cross. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. And this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world. What is light? Light is Jesus. So light is coming to the world. Men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth uh, evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved or convicted. 
But he that doeth truth cometh to light, and his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. I want to read verse 20 one more time, and I'm going to flip over to chapter 6, and I'll be done. It says, For everyone that doeth evil, for everyone that doeth evil, hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. And I want to talk about that for just a few minutes because that's where our that's where our thought is tonight. That word reproved means to convict. And that's what the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God is here to do. Jesus told us that. He said, uh, he said it's expedient that I go away for if I go on away that the Comforter cannot come. When the Comforter has come, he will reprove or convict the world of sin. He said, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. So those that uh, commit wicked, idolatrous, uh, listen, willful uh, in sin, they hate the light. They've rejected Christ. Neither come. Neither come to the light, so they don't come to Jesus, lest his deeds should be reproved or convicted. Friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. That's where we are right now. And I'm telling you, we're at a crossroads. There is a line in the sand. And I, I listen, I want you to hear my heart out of my heart of hearts and of all the love that I can muster. The bride... We must assess where we at. Friends, listen, don't 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 let don't let Satan offer you the opportunity to, to surrender your spirit, your blessings, and your engagement. Don't let him do that. It's time that we engage and invest. Well, I can't. Well, how do you know you can? Friends, listen, there's a lot of people say that I can't, but they've never even tried. So, friends, listen, I, I want to beg you. I want to encourage you. Friends, listen, it's time to get to work. But listen, there's a lot of people that don't want to come to the light because they don't want to be convicted. You see, when you get close to the Word of God, the Word of God will bring to light all things. Listen, friends, I'm going to tell you something. When you walk, hey, when you walk out of the darkness, when you walk out of the hog, when you walk out of the hog style, uh, listen, and you're standing in the presence of the Father, I, I'm telling you something, friends, listen, you begin to understand everything that you are. Amen. Well, I'll tell you something. Listen, I, I love this. Uh, uh, hey, when we talk about the prodigal son, the Bible tells us that he came to a place uh, in his life, listen, uh, he had uh, he had taken his father's inheritance. He had squandered it on riotous living or sinful, wicked living. And the Bible tells us that he didn't have nothing else. The scripture said that he was in the hog pen. He came to himself. He said, I know what I'll do. He said, I'll rise and go to my father's house. He said, for the servants of my father's house have more than I. Francis, he arose from where he was. He realized his condition. But I'm glad that there's an initiation that comes from the Father. Amen. Now listen, his Father got him there in the first place. Amen. His Father didn't send him there, but his Father got him there. And the Bible tells us that he arose from where he was. He ran back to his Father's house as fast and as quickly as he possibly could. And thank God that the Father was fervently and patiently waiting on him. And he's seen his son. And when he's seen his son, he ran and fell on his neck. And he said to his servants, he said, give me a ring. Give me a ring. Uh, friends, listen, uh, he no longer wanted to pay attention to the wicked, vile, dirty hands. He wanted people to be, recognize the ring. He didn't want people, uh, listen, or himself. 
He didn't want himself to be seen of it, uh, 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 how he was clothed and robed in his own filth and wickedness and abominable sin. He put a robe on him. He put shoes on his feet. And he gave him something to eat. Friends, listen, I'm glad that there is a covering and a cleansing for our sin. And his name is Jesus. Listen, I'll get on with this. Uh, in John chapter 6, verse number 28 and 29, I'll read these and I'll be done. So John chapter 6, verse 28, the Bible says, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him who hath sent me. This is the work of God, that you believe on him who has sent me. Friends, listen, we can't initiate it, we can't attain it, and we are not the source of it. But we can receive it when we respond to it. But it's going to require something, friends. Listen, it's going to require something. I want to challenge you tonight. I want to encourage you. Uh, friends, listen, I know that the church is downtrodden. I know that she is hurting. I know that she's, uh, I know that she's desperate. There's a lot of people going through a lot of different things, a lot of emotions, a lot of depression. There's a lot of things uh, going on in people's lives today, and I understand that. Uh, friends, listen, I don't understand specifically what's going on in your life, but I understand that there's a lot going on. But friends, listen, we, we as the church don't need to re be recluse back in our shell and say that we can't because we can. The reason that we can't is because we've surrendered it. But friends, listen, we can't do it ourselves. We must run to him who can. We've got to make ourselves available. We've got to make ourselves uh, as servants for the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you tonight. We love you. I hope and trust and pray that God will keep you and bless you uh, with the remainder of the week. Remember, our service is coming Sunday morning. Uh, as far as I know, we'll be in the parking lot at 9 o'clock. In the parking lot at 9 a.m. Bring your chairs. I, I, I Listen, I'm telling you something. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to bring your chairs, bring your chairs. If you want to come pray on the front porch of the steps as an altar, come and pray. But don't surrender. Don't surrender because you you think you can't. And listen, this is not just a Timberish. This is to everybody. Don't surrender because you think you can't. Because the Bible tells us whatsoever you bind will be bound. Whatsoever you loose will be loosed. That's a challenge. That's an opportunity for all of us. What will we do? What will we do with this opportunity God has afforded us? He's given us a tremendous opportunity. But are we going to lose it? Are we going to lose everything about it? Because of discord and unharmony? Or are we going to come together for the common cause of Christ? God bless you. We love you tonight. I hope that the Lord watches over you and keeps you.